Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of Tikka Taka Masala. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are just joining us for the first time or if you are a regular listener, I want you to just get comfortable, put us on. You don't have to overthink this, don't have to be listening to every word. You can be doing other things. We like to think of this as a good podcast to just put on while you're getting on with work or making breakfast or you know doing some gardening and popping in and out of the house maybe you're doing some house cleaning I don't know but just chill don't overthink it put it on let us ramble and just carry you through your Sunday afternoon and enjoy relax Uh, thank you so much for joining us now, straight to our advert. This episode of Tikka Taka Masala is brought to you by 5K to Couch. Do you ever worry that you are too fit? Maybe you got lured into becoming a New Year's resolution runner. Maybe you saw how quickly your neighbourhood who runs your neighbour, sorry, who runs 10Ks every week puts out their recycling bin. Or maybe you got you recently got a dog and it chases you on a daily basis. However, you got to the point of being able to run 5K and you are instantly regretting it. Then 5K to Couch is here to help. You get back to your sedentary, non-active lifestyle you know that you know and love. It's an app which actively discourages activity such as stretching for the TV remote, walking up the stairs or pulling the curtains. 5K to Couch, available on the Tap, tap store and tikatakamasala.com Harry, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Lovely sunny day. Beautiful. I'm here, sat on the couch, thanks to 5K to Couch. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think people should spend more time on the sofa. I got all these friends right. So, vastly many friends. I've got so, so many friends, right? I've got at least five friends. And they are all because of COVID. Now everyone's a friggin' runner, okay? And they do 30Ks on a Sunday. And it's like, don't you understand? This is why we bought a sofa. Yep. Right? This is, you know, we now have the luxury of dying from obesity. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, our ancestors would have killed for that. Yeah, uh, I think we're so. I think Henry VIII got a bad rep. He he, he had it right. He was the wealthy. He was the wealthiest person of the time. He knew how to knew how to live it up. Yeah, mm. and now I think there's a bigger issue of abandoned sofas. Mm. Sofas which you bought, but they're not getting These the love and attention they perfectly need. Perfectly good sofas, right? They are plush velvet. Okay, comfy ass ways to put on an extra twenty kilograms. Yeah, really good really good ride and also have you heard of netflix yeah exactly there's no way you could run out of stuff to watch there and if you did watch it again and i think the problem is that these like 10k runs they get a bit too common mm. so i'd be more impressed if someone says to me i watched all lord of the rings yeah extended editions in one day mm. than if someone told me they did a 10k run how many times do you meet someone okay and they can tell you that they've watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine four times over. That's, you know, that's becoming rare and rarer these days. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I've met quite a few people that have done a half marathon. Yeah. It's become yeah. a bit like, well, 
Who hasn't? I, I did a half marathon a little while ago. There were tons of people there, tons of people. But when I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, I didn't see anyone else but me and my first friend. No, and that means you were the only one doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt special. I felt privileged. Yeah. And you think about all the innovations that went into it. I'm probably watching this on some computer chip that took 300 people 12,000 hours to develop. Yeah. Really, I'm at the peak of innovation. Pretty much. Mm. And this sofa, oh. It's, it's a beautiful group. sofa. It's a gorgeous sofa. I think it does what a good sofa does, which is mm. it makes it harder to get out of than yes. to get in. And yet, people still find ways to get out of it. Yeah, it's oh, a miracle. It's a, this is why you need these things yeah that's a pretty comfy chair you're in yourself it is i feel like it's the rocking yeah that's a good element right but he's trying to convince me to go back not enough sofas rock notice it the rocking sofa i would like the whole sofa to be able to rock in the same way that chair does as in rock music or as in rocking motion uh well rock music button is already built into most sofas yeah you just need to find it yeah yeah they just they hide it really well uh, my grand is really obvious, obviously, for the elderly. They make it a big, big button in the shape of the guitar on the side. Yeah. But for other people, you've got to find it um, voice-activated. So. Well, nowadays, they have it where it's like password controlled. Mm. But the password is you pluck the strings of the guitar in the right order. Mm-hmm. And then it's to access all your yeah, rock music. You, basically, for most of you, if you haven't brought an electric car into your house, you probably won't have activated the rock. You've brought an electric car into your house. Electric car, yes. Is that what you said? Guitar. Oh, gi- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you're going to bring a, a Tesla into your house. Yeah. And then the rock music, you'll start hearing the rock music in your sofa. <laughs> yeah. But frankly, if you haven't got room in your house for a Tesla, you're not doing life right, are you? Yeah. yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Sort your life out. Sort your life out before you shouldn't even be able to vote, in my opinion. Yeah. If you don't have uh, a house that can fit a Tesla in. Don't classify as a human, pretty much. No, not at all. Um, how, is, how was your half marathon a few weeks ago, anyway? Well, you know, this is really why I brought that up. Yeah. You know, once you've done something like that, you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this is me talking about it. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like no one cares. Okay. <laughs> well, what, what was the highlight of the run? Um, uh, did, did you see any like people crappy on the side of the street? Did you see any that streakers? That, would that be the highlight for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that would be my highlight. Yeah. For some reason, seeing someone defecate, although everyone's like, that would be the worst thing that could possibly happen for people mm. to do that. Uh, for most people, it would be like, they'd be telling that story it's a bit like a crash at the Formula One. Yeah. You kind of wish you hadn't seen it, but then it adds a bit of spice and... Well, you and hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. all, all anyone really remembers Paul Radcliffe for was crapping on the side of the road. Yeah. What was her fastest time? No one remembers. No one knows. But she crapped on the side of the street. She did. That's how I remember. But someone that managed to get away with crapping in public, uh, well, not to me, though, Gary Lineker. That's right. I think I brought him up on this podcast already. You have. You said yeah. you said you'd like to have him on a night out. Yes, I did. Not literally have him, but uh, no, no. <laughs> go on a night out and with him. And also, I'd make sure everywhere we went had good toilets. Yeah. Yeah. You do worry if he's ready to go on TV in public. What, was what, he not, what? what will he do on a night out? <sighs> yeah. yeah. 
I'd be looking at him going, "Oh, you mm. sure you want? Sure you want those chili fries?" Yeah, yeah. But it's all—it's a bit like leaving the house with a toddler. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure you, you need to go to the toilet? You're not gonna have access for about an hour. Yeah. So you but they've got to... tiny bladders. It's fair. It's unfair on them to put a standard on. I hope in the future these electric driverless cars that we'll all have that mm-hmm. I firmly believe we'll all have have toilets in them. We discussed this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, well, months ago now. It's a lot of the first episode. I'm worried that doing podcasts, I'm going to realise how many times I go over the same conversation. It's okay. Because <clears throat> I'm fully on board with toilets and electric cars. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Definitely. Mm. I think you should also have a function where if someone has annoyed you on the road, you mm. should be able to have the option to launch your... A tactical missile. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, launch your... Your tactical your missile. Your tactical missile. Okay, so instead of going back to primitive times. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a merging of olden times and modern day. Yeah, it sends a message. Yeah. Yeah. Louder than any word could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what monkeys did, and I bet that, that was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. At saying, like, I don't like you. They don't come back. <laughs> the thing is, even if they're pissed off at you, they still don't punch you or anything. No one, no. Goes, up, no one goes to attack the person that has shit on their no. Mm. It's a way of keeping people away. Mm. You could say they each have a crap time. Hey. 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 Right. Shall we go to our first segment? I think we should. So we are returning to fitness at Fernando's. And Harry, last week we learned that Fernando Torres is actually faking being Spanish. That his gym is nearly ready. And this week, we're going to hear how he gets on with hiring his main personal trainer for the gym fitness at Fernando's. Before we go to Harry, are you happy to be Fernando? Okay, yes, I am happy to be Fernando. What sort of accent were we doing for Fernando before? Bristolian, because he's faking being Spanish. Oh, he's faking being Spanish, and right now he's not in the public eye. No. And what's a Bristol to Somerset? Somerset, like... Bristol. Or you can go a bit Caleb from Clarkson's Farm. Caleb from Clarkson's Bristol. Farmer. Farmer. R. Farmer. <laughs> Farmer. I'm from Bristol. There you go. That right. That, that's it. That go, right. Go for oh it. <laughs> well, Somerset, Somerset, Somerset. Should we go for it? No luck catching them. No Killer luck again. catching them killers then. No luck catching them. Just one swan. killer actually. Just one swan actually. Just one swan actually. Yeah, there you go. Hot fuzz. That'll help you. Hot fuzz. Right. Okay. So, we go do our introductory theme music. Fitness at Fernando's. I don't do that. I thought you did. That's you. Okay, sorry. All right, mother, how goes it? Oh, I've been better, to be honest, Fernando. Got a takeaway with the local birds, you know, Diane Keaton, Nigella Lawson and that. Added Chinese in that new place, the one where all the employees are dressed like Michael Jackson. Walk with you, I think it's called. Anyway, he gave me the shiitake mushrooms, to be honest. Mom, that's disgusting. I was only asking out of politeness, do you know what day it is? Thursday? Well, yeah, but it's also something else. Ah, it's Ainsley Harriet's birthday. No, it's... The, you've been framed omnibus? No, it's the deadline for applications to the... Be the personal trainer for fitness at Fernando's. Oh, right. Have you got many applications? You're the one who's supposed to have been collecting them. I thought you'd have a massive pile of stashed away for me to work my way through. 
I'm supposed to be live streaming it on Instagram later. We've had one box and one letter. A box? Give that to me first. It's just a night shoe. It's your mum. It's yours, mum. It is. It's my personal trainer. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Mum, it's not time for such larks. There's the letter. It looks like it's been opened. It's not yours again, is it, mum? No, but I did have a sneak peek. It's just... It just has a QR code. And the name Joe Wicks. He sent a video of himself. Not the naughty kind, mind. You mean... He wants a video conference. No, he sent a video. I'll play it for you now. Aloha, it's your boy Joe Wicks, your one-stop shop, all-in-one inspiration station, Pacquiagio. I'm a motivator, life coach, and modern-day guru. I inspire so you perspire. Let's be frank, Sinatra. This year has been proper shiitake mushroom due to La Corona. It's been so hard on us all. That's what she said. People have lost jobs, loved ones, but gained the poundage. Um, I've also been horrendously affected. I've only had one holly bob this year, and it wasn't even a broad and terrain club Tropicana. What's worse, my iced coffees have not been cold. If I was to call them a temperature, I'd describe them as Luke Skywarmer. It's no ruffling matter. I am here to kickstart your fitness journey. Don't stop believing. Yup, yup. Are you unhappy with how your body looks right now? Do you feel like a beached whale or a sandy seal? Of course you do, I get it. Over the crimbo holly bobs, I didn't go to the gym once. Drank copious amounts of vino, ate like a free range waitrose pigaloo, and my sleeping patterns went peak tong with the Philharmonic Orchestra. I am ashamed to say the result was that I put on a whole pound of body weight. I haven't been so ashamed since I let out a Tommy squeaker at my ex-girlfriend's 21st bottomless brunch soiree. But good news for those of you who feel like pre-2020 Adele. I meant to get this on the DL, but who cares? And I don't like to brag, but her drastic weight loss was all down to me and my inspiration and motivation. Basically, I don't call Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins calls me. This very same package that helped Adele go from chasing pavements to being chafed by the woof woofers is ex exclusively available for you. Yes, you, you fat turd. I will start off by posting more videos in the coming weeks, so keep your eyeballs hydrated and peeled like an organic onion. If you want to see me in Persiano, I'll be on Missione Possible at Fitness at Fernando's, starting next Monday. Aloha, Bellas, and catch you on the flip side. Ooh, I'm going to marinade on that one, I think. Hmm, looks pretty promising, actually. You know what? Screw it. Home right now. After all this dawdling, I need to take action. Mum, put him on the payroll. Already done, my love. Fitness at Fernando's. So, Harry, that is what's happening in Fitness at Fernando's. He's got Joe, the Joe Wicks. That's a very exciting development. It Joe is. Wicks is a big name. He is. Uh, I think he's a little bit too mainstream for my life. What, for a uh, personal trainer or for uh, you just in general yeah. or for uh, you personally? As, as, a pe as a personal trainer. You believe that he should be cancelled? Yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> Cancel Joe. <laughs> we should get a Javelin anti-tank missile. Yep. And 
I think I think take a, him out. a missile is perhaps a bit too dangerous. I think it's a javelin. Just a javelin. Just a javelin. Just leave it outside no his way, house. There's no way you'll hit Joe Wicks with a javelin. Do you now, I've seen his personal train videos. He will catch it in the air. Do you think? Yeah, and he would throw it, launch it right back at you. All in one. You can't like hit a ninja. Joe Wicks with, uh, with a javelin. He is, do you know, he, last year he's the second most, he's just second on the list of uh, most attempted assassinations on someone. What? Yeah. I'm fairly Joe sure. Joe Wicks. I'm fairly sure it's legit. What? Is that for real? I don't know. It sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll just be personally. I don't know. Um, he, he was on your list. Yeah. Of most, <laughs> yeah. most attempted assassination. Number two on the list. And you could have used this power for such great things. And you decided Joe Wicks. Yeah. Mm. I think it's the hair. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't trust a man with a small head and big hair. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't trust him because I think he's too happy. Okay. Yeah. Do you Never think, trust a man who smiles too much. Do you think he's actually really angry in real life? I think only someone that chokes kittens can be that happy most of the time. Because you have to, you have to balance it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And well, so you think he's choking kittens? Absolutely. Uh, okay. What I worry about is what else he does. Yeah. Like that, I take for granted. Yeah. Mm. If someone's that much in the public eye, I'd always happy. Yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? You've got to take that happiness, like it's exhausting being that yeah. happy. And you've got to channel it. It's going to build up a load of anger and resentment in mm. order to sustain it. Got to check the kid. Yeah. Mm. We've, we've all been there. We've all been there. There's a reason, you know, cats breed like crazy. Yeah. You don't see cats everywhere. No. I mean, it's normally choking rabbits. Because mm. they're breeding like rabbits. But, mm. but thanks to climate change. Yeah. Everyone's doing Eliminating rabbits. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think because of lockdown, people started breeding and selling, didn't they? People definitely started breeding. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think cats could be on the uprise. I think there could be, the end of the world would be because of cats. I If there was an animal to take over the planet, it'd be cats. Yeah. You can see it in their eyes. I think uh, I think they're putting on domestication. I think they they fake it. Yeah. And they're actually just killers. It's it's a cross between I think uh, a cat or a seagull. Yeah. Cuz I could see seagulls. Oh. They're thinking about it. Yeah. They they're already trying to take our food and we're not brutal enough to fight back. But seagulls are taking your food. The cats are taking your homes. Mm, but cats also I think cats during their rise to power mm. where there will be a civil war among them between the ones that like being taken care of by mm-hmm. humans and ones that want to rule okay and that civil war will go on for decades so they got to choose between civility and power yeah whereas seagulls don't uh, enjoy depending on they like taking our food, hmm. and then eventually they'll take our children. Yeah, yeah. they—they are—they're bigger than most children. Seagulls. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They've got an enormous wingspan. That's what's a bit worrying. Really. They have the aerial advantage. Yeah. So you know, we talk about strategies in war. We don't personally, but you've yeah. got to—you got to take the skies first. To those who control the sky, control the land. Control the land. Seagulls. I see what you mean. Control the sky. Hundred percent. I think, and they can drop 
Please. Is it just because they're power of numbers, do you think? Uh, I think it's our weakness that we don't want to kill them. You know what I mean? They'll take our chips. The second that they touch them and get in our vicinity, we're like, oh, and then we don't, we don't actually respond. Half Just the get frustrated. Run away. They know that people run away from them mm-hmm. if they actually get aggressive. Well, they, they travel in packs. Like, I, I'll i just sit there. A seagull comes up to me. But I've seen plenty of people that will just, like, sprint off. But at the same time, if a seagull really wanted the food off me, hmm. there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to, like, start punching. Maybe we should. I think I should. I think I should. I think I have a moral responsibility to, but I also think I'll face some judgment. Okay. By the government or yourself? Uh, first the people. Okay. First the people, then it will progress through society. Maybe I'll go viral. Man yeah. punches seagull. Yeah. Mm. I don't, you know what? I might probably get a lot of uh, anti seagull people on my side. Okay. I think there'd be more anti seagull people than pro seagull. Mm. Do you, you don't have a pet? No, not as far as I know. Why is that? Um, mainly because of the inconvenience in terms of if I want to travel away on the weekends, I've got to think about someone to look after the pet. That's true. Um, I would like a cat. As a much, cat. Like, as much as I'm aware that they will take over the world, mm-hmm. I think a cat is the better choice for well, me. Well, it's good to be a part of it, isn't it? It's good yeah. to have one on your side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I really like it when pets have human names. Okay, so, so what would you call it, Phil? I'd, I'd probably go for like Nigel. Nigel. Or yeah. or maybe or maybe Martin. Mm. I think it's funny that you know they name the cats based on whether they're a boy or a girl, right? Even though I've never been able to tell if yeah. a cat even had a penis or a vagina. Mm. Maybe you need to look more closely. Possibly. <laughs> I uh, I can tell because they're nipples. But only if they bred before. Well, whether they go north or south. Exactly. The males are north, the females are south. What? I think that's true. <laughs> Sounds legit. Sounds legit. <laughs> I don't know how that would be possible. Well, you mean they point up towards their head or something? Yeah. Right, because they don't, like, if they were to move around a room, they are not omnidirectional. Like an owl's neck. Uh, honey, <laughs> which way is... Uh, which way is it to the pub? Yeah. Okay, like the cat is uh, it's not reading properly. That's how in The Lion King they knew Simba was a boy. Show me your nipples, Mufasa. <laughs> Show me your nipples, Mufasa. I don't remember there being a Jamaican lion. In... No. no, that's what was missing. Show me your nipples. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mine are pointing south. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, should we go on to your idea about how football could be improved? Yes. Now, before we do, we have had some response to your previous suggestion. Ah, oh, brilliant. Um, so, you're, so for those of you just tuning in, you've never listened before, Harry's last suggestion was, um, well, this whole thing is Harry's idea on how football could be improved as a whole. Um, and the idea being that he has an idea for what the ideal game of football would look like. First episode, he said... Um, having half an hour halves and last time he said that he wants to have a completely different team fielded in the second half compared to the first half now when we did a poll on instagram mm. it was 50 50 
Whoa, yeah. that's a big improvement. It was. Like, your first suggestion was not met very well. No. But this one is split people. Interesting. I think it's going to be like the new Brexit. Whoa. Yeah, it's that big. I just like the way that it would introduce so much strategy to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once you learn, maybe let's say the at-home team have to set their team first. Yeah. Then you'd get this interesting dynamic of uh, how do we then create the best team for the first and second half. Yeah. And then you get more players in the sport, salaries come down anyway. So I think that would be... And then also I think it fits in quite well with like daily life. Like if they've got to be at a kid's afternoon tea party in Bracknell. Yeah. Then they can play the first half and then they can bugger off. They can do their commentary while the uh, second half is going on. Okay. That'd be oh, cool. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't well, they go get involved with the commentary? They could get involved with the commentary. That's a good shout. I do think commentators should be allowed to go down at half time and say their bits of the team. Because mm. they they are just very removed from it and they have lots of strong opinions. Yeah. But then if they can actually go say their bit, that might be a good idea. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, especially with do interviewers go down into there and talk yeah. Well actually you know what? Because they're playing both halves, I do believe those players deserve fifteen minutes just with their thoughts mm. thinking yeah. about the strategy they need to talk to the manager yeah and all of that and again if you played the first half linking with your original idea they'd go have a beer after mm. yes join, join the fans at half time that'd be cool I mean it's so okay I've got so many rules that we'll have to get into but I'm going to hold back on some okay. of them but what's your one you're going for today the one I'm going for today and this is just for my invented game I would like to see half women and half men. Okay. In every team. As in each player is a bit of both, or as in, each <laughs> or as in, uh, well, the AT's got eleven, so it doesn't divide equally down the middle. The goalkeeper. You the, have the goalkeepers interchange. Okay, twelve players. Right. So you're almost introducing two rules. Introducing. Or, yeah. or do you just say that the goalkeeper doesn't count? The goal is. So I'm introducing a few rules in this one because okay. I think I have to because I need 12 players. Right. Right? But because I I don't want to add too much complexity to this, the new additional player is a second goalkeeper, right? And the goal is now uh, one and a half times the size. Right, okay. So you've got two goalkeepers. But two goalkeepers, the goal's much bigger. So you say 1.5 times the size. So it's the same, it's another half bigger. Right. Not double the size, mm-hmm. although that might need to be double the size. Let's yeah. say it's double the size, but it might need to be smaller than that. But double the size might be crazy. Okay. But you've got two keepers, and they're manning both sides of it. And one's female, one's male. Right. And the same goes throughout the pitch. The rest now, of the what's your thinking behind this? Why would this be a benefit? Um, The benefit to the entertainment factor... I think would be once again the need for information of uh, new strategy Mm -hmm. and also I believe that there is a a, I don't know I think there's I think there's a deficit of I think more women need to they're trying to get more women into sports and women females football is a great way to do that but also 
by merging the two, you allow the celebrityness of the male dominant sport mm-hmm. currently to draw in all the people to watch these incredible. And then, but by the time by drawing crowds into to watch these matches, you encourage more and more people to join the sport. And then I think there's a bit of a deficit between the quality of the men's sports to the quality mm-hmm. of the women's sports. Not. Set, I think in some in a lot of ways I believe I you know I'm not I'm not the best person to talk to about this but I believe female football can be more entertaining than men's football. I would agree. I think I from the women's games that I've watched, mm. I think they I think they tackle better, mm-hmm. and I think there's less faking injury. Yeah. Um. So I I pretty much agree with that. The only thing is I would say that on the whole the game seems slower. Mm-hmm. in women's football yeah but you know that's something which could be improved over time and it comes out a lot of the time to tactics rather than the, the actual individual players yeah you know, how, how the manager wants the team to play mm. so I, I actually agree with your answer there mm. um i think it'd be more maybe this but this sport that i'm imagining myself inventing i'm imagining i'm inventing a new league to some okay. degree like on top of yeah what already exists because <coughs> i think that would be a hard one sell and also it would be cool if that was the olympics you know if that was a different version yeah that's kind of what i'm imagining this like okay uh is the olympics needs an alternative version of football you can't just have football at the olympics no (coughs) i think football has enough exposure already and Mm -hmm. enough popularity i don't think it needs to be at the olympics no um but granted women's football doesn't have nearly as much exposure so this would be a way of Exposing the women. Exposing the women. <laughs> 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 there'd be a lot of people if they bring 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 back the taking off the no, top for the what, celebration. That's what women's beach volleyball is for. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think you'd get better decorum mm-hmm. out of the male footballers if women were there. Uh, you'd have better audiences you'd have more diverse audiences i've got a really good rule for that that you will kind of know where i'm thinking with that next week yeah because of our conversation Mm -hmm. before the podcast uh you will have i just think you'll have more interesting play could be interesting there's an advert out at the moment i think it's from bt Mm. and because there's a famous male English player called mm. Reese James yep. who plays at Chelsea um, and I didn't realise that his sister is also a professional footballer Right. so the advert is like it's both of them footage of them growing up playing mm. and linking with your idea I think it'd be really interesting to see them both playing football yeah. in, a, in a match see what that'd be like and I think that it's it would just be interesting to see the strategy that comes into it because obviously if you've got a team of men against a team of men mm. you're going to be playing a strategy that is built around the fact that the knowledge that you're going to be playing against uh, a sort of athletic powerhouse of, uh, or you sort of know the level to which mm. they're going to be the speed at which they're going to be running the uh, way that they're going to be doing tackles and stuff like yeah. that when you're playing against women, you know that both, I think, both 
the woman halves will be far more attuned to strategy and mm. uh, tackles because they wouldn't have had you know, they won't have had the ability throughout their childhood playing against the men mm. uh, to they wouldn't have had the chance to lean on their strength as much as men. Mm-hmm. So, in order to get by, they will have had. They would be deploying interesting tactics, and I'd like to see them play out in a football match. I think it'd be really inter- interesting to watch, mm. for sure. I'm just thinking tactically. From I don't think you'd want a female centre back. The only reason being is because a lot of the time, if you had like a tall, mm. kind well, of powerful striker, then a small, smaller female centre back might not work out. You've got a male and a female goalkeeper. And it's up to them what they do with that. They could have the female in goal and the man run out or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's why I think it's interesting about the tactics of that. They've got someone that can also use their hands inside the box. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how that would work out. Because you yeah. know when you play like doubles table tennis, mm. do you, stri- like you kind of try as much as you can to strictly divide your zones. Yeah. So like I'll take the left side, you take the right mm. side. Um, but then obviously when you play someone like badminton, Sometimes you do like the front and the back. Yeah. So with two goalkeepers, do you think it would be front and back or side by side? I think it would be. Oh, I think front and back. But then the one goalkeeper has a another half, so it's a lot more for them to cover behind, doesn't but it? But if you imagine, right, you've got someone at the centre of the uh, pitch or whatever, or in front of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to play at the front of the box. The further forward you are, the more of the goal you're obstructing. Yeah. However, they can obviously pass around you. Yeah. So, it would be good to have yourself. You've got one person. You can go slightly to the left, mm-hmm. and still be covering the whole goal when you're further forward. And then that person can go slightly to the right and be covering all of the goal from the back, n- with the knowledge of where is someone likely to pass to. <clears throat> yeah. I think from a keeper point of view, it's more interesting. It would be interesting. Um. If they play that sort of tennis style, yeah, and they'd have the, I think you'd get more aggressive play in the last half mm-hmm. because you've got this player that can run forward, yeah, uh, this whole extra player. It's fun to think about, yeah, and we'll see what our listeners think as well. I'd love to see that match play out. Yeah, they got the World Cup women's teams and the World Cup men's teams, mm. and added smushed them together. There you go done yeah yeah there you go okay i'm interested to know what people think of that yeah so we'll what we'll do is we'll do a poll on instagram before we record our next episode next month so make sure you keep an eye out for that and have your say on harry's ideas for improving football also i'd really like to know what your ideas for improving football are i'd like a segment where i review them me and ryan review them that sounds good Mm. yeah so let us know on instagram or spotify can you put comments on spotify uh, no. no. So, Instagram. Instagram. Tika Taka Masala. There's only one other page and it's something about Pep Guardiola. So, it's not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> that one. Process of elimination. Right, Harry, our next segment is... Um, segment. Going back to Top of the Clops, a football show where footballers can sing their favourite song, yep. sing a song they've written, or mash up a song with their own words. And we're now going to hear the second episode of Top of the Clops. Top of the Clops. Harry, can you be Jürgen again? I can be anyone you want me to be. Alright, oh, I don't like. Let me just get the theme song up. Top of the clops. <laughs> <laughs> 
hallo! Bier! Wunderbar! Bratwurst! It's Hagenslagen! Ja, hallo! It's Jürgen, Nordbert Klopp here! Wow! Bamboozle! Amazing! I'm so excited to be here, drinking beer, listening to songs from yesteryear. I hope you are ready for the incredible, amazing, emotional show last week we had. Declan Basmatereis. We where he gave us an incredible, amazing, emotional edition of Adele's Easy on Me. But it was called Easy on the Beans. Yeah, I laughed so hard, so long. Hooey! <laughs> My wife had to go to sleep and the local premiere in I was laughing so heartedly. Premier in for premier in mem Premier in for Premier League managers. Liverpool is the best. Uh, this week we had who goes the la. <laughs> this week we had who goes there, Loris, goalkeeper from Tottenham Shitspur. You see their documentary last year where they, sack they sacked their manager, lost their final against Liverpool and had physical fights amongst their squad. Ha ha ha, so funny. I nominated it for Comedy of the Year. So, without further ado, everyone clap and clop clop for Who Goes There, Loris! French, French, French. Mm -hmm. It's Hugo. 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 Who go? Hugo. Go! Who now? You go! Sacre bleu, qu'est-ce que ce fromage, la bière, ça va, idiot! You want to introduce it? No! Play it now! What is it, Germany? <laughs> Harry, if you, at this point, the song, just feel free to add in both selector anytime you want. Right? Any, anytime. 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 Okay. Right. Go select. Full selector! Bow selector! More selector! Oh, no, wait, hold on. Bow selector! En route pour voir mes amis qui habitent à quelques rues chez moi. Alors quelqu'un marchait dans le métro, il devait être évident à court devant moi. C'est ça une belle chérie avec un beau corps. Elle me demande euh, je dis qu'est-ce que c'est chez moi. A-t-elle déclin? Non. C'est-elle dirigeant pas? Je ne sais pas. Est-elle ce port de vie? Sacrément sûr. Quelle est-elle à faire? Je vais... Jour for the Monday. Oh wait, hold on, I missed out there. Bow selector! J'ai dit au co-consommer avec un bouteille de moi pour deux. Je joue à photo Monday. Je joue à photo basket on Tuesday. On va à la bibliothèque on Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Netflix and chill on Sunday. Bow selector! Wow! Gee whiz! Wicked! Let's give it up for Hugo Lloris! Hugo! 
Ja, sehr lobt ihr Bier. Ja, wunderbar. I think Jürgen Klopp's my favorite. Yeah. You mm. suit you suit Jürgen very well. Yeah. Uh German just comes naturally to me. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love all the German people because I am German. Yeah. 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 I think we have good attitude. We are very kinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mix, it's the mix of being very disciplined and strict, but yeah. then secretly, you know, yeah. behind closed doors. I wear a suit every day. I think a suit is the only thing you should ever wear day to day and I only wear women's underwear. That's I think that's what they mean by yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah. I am masculine outside and I'm in touch with my lingerie underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever just not wear underwear? No. Man must wear underwear even when I make love. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotta be safe. Of course. I wear underwear everywhere. I cover my, I cover every inch of my body. <laughs> Even on my arms. Yeah. I've earned enough money where I can afford it, you know? <laughs> Luxury underwear. £1,000 yeah. per piece. I feel like when I'm in underwear, I can't be hurt by words or emotions. I can only be hurt. Then I would be immune to everything. A moon or immune? Immune. Don't be silly, man. Well, that's Jürgen. Jürgen. Klop, klop, Do you think there's a footballer who's secretly German? Uh, and they've not declared it truly. That uh, Wayne Adolf Rooney. <laughs> Well, it's spelled war. Hello! <laughs> Wade out of room. <laughs> it does, literally. Yeah. It's amazing. Hello! Is that Wayne Rooney? I love... the far-right movement. <laughs> I just love playing Call of Duty. Yeah. I love Hugo Boss clothing. <laughs> I think it looks boss. I think Wayne Rooney is definitively English. Yeah, as in like, he's bangers and when, when we think about English people, we like, especially like an English man, we kind of like to think, you know, yeah, Hugh Laurie, yes. Stephen Fry, kind of Englishness. He's the like, English man. Tom, Tom Hiddleston. He's, yeah. But in actuality, it's someone like Wayne Rooney. No, so, but what you were describing there was the English gentleman. Oh, yeah. And Wayne Rooney is the English man. Oh, okay. There is a difference between James Bond and David Beckham. Although yeah. David Beckham is walks the line, actually. Wayne uh, Rooney I think da- I think David Beckham does complete missions on the side. Yeah, I could, you know what, he'd be an interesting Bond, although he can't act. Yeah. Do you think he puts on... Um, being unintelligent, or do you think he genuinely is at that level of intelligence? Uh, he certainly, I think, he's certainly intelligent. Well, I mean, 
He's I'll, just, I'll clarify this a bit more. He's obviously intelligent in some ways because he, as a footballer, is very good. And then he's built businesses as well. Yeah. Um, but then perhaps in the way he talks, kind of sounds very kind of softly spoken, your common lad from around the, just around the corner. I think just like all of us, you can only be knowledgeable on the things that you that you're knowledgeable on. So if there was a conversation around football, I'm sure he'd be brilliant, like very ver- knowledgeable, very insightful. Hmm. It's only when celebrities do topics on, you know, uh, nuclear power mm-hmm. or something, they go into the environmental movement and stuff like that, hmm. where I think the smartest thing you could do sometimes is not talk and I don't see David Beckham personally uh, but I don't follow him that much going into areas in which he doesn't know yeah. very much and mm-hmm. and I think that shows a level of intelligence yeah. that, that's a fair point Yeah. even though he, he certainly has the power to be very influential Yeah. it's what you do with that power now when he was at Man United he, yeah. he, part of the reason why he fell out with Alex Ferguson, the manager at the time, is because um, the manager felt like he was focusing too much on creating himself as a brand, especially around his haircuts. Right. So like, what, I think one time he had like a buzz cut, right? Um, compared to having longer hair previously, mm. and in the warm up he wouldn't take his hat off because he was like wanted to unveil it as it were when he came out onto the pitch. Um, now I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, I think both of them are right. He's created a brand, so we can't we can't argue David Beckham's approach, and also Ferguson's right because, uh, but they, they both have different priorities. Uh, Ferguson doesn't care about David Beckham's career; hmm. he just wants to win matches. And That's he well, he cares about Manchester. United. It depends what lens you're looking at it from, and it's about it's that whole thing of uh, balancing an individual's wants with the wants of the team and his personal wants. Mm. Uh, I think it's a Ferguson clearly is someone that is uh, a very intelligent manager mm. because he did allow David Beckham to create his brand. Mm. Clearly, he knows to a degree if you don't allow players to be independently successful, mm. then won't get the best players in the world perhaps yeah. there's something that one of the lures about uh, Manchester United is that a player can create their own brand while yeah. working abroad yeah I can see that but so that's how you attract the best players and obviously it's going to appear as if that's getting that is going to prevent the best players from putting their best performance mm. in football but ultimately your goal should be to get the best players yeah, a lot of the players now are kind of reminding me a bit of David Beckham in terms of um, in terms of um, like the fact that the Mohawk is coming back a little bit. Okay. But in like a very subtle form, because he's David Beckham or Mohican, whatever it's called. He had mm. it like really short on the sides and then just like really spiky on top. But a few of them are just going for it where it's like grade one or two, just mm. around the sides. So it's like it's a sort of like a Mohawk, but a softer version. Mm. I want. A, but I suspect that's because actually they are secretly working for a job where they need to wear a headset. Okay. 
they're doing like they just do call centers during the day yeah pretty much just because they get bored yeah i mean they're still paid absurd amounts right yeah it's funny to think that they would even remotely consider another type of income like that's clearly why david beckham would yeah that would be funny if you could just i wonder how much it would You'd think they could do it. They could charge a crazy amount just to get it to call Ronaldo. Mm, speak to a footballer. Speak to a footballer. Yeah. For an hour. Yeah. How much would you pay? To what speak to? Speak? And which footballer would you go? I mean, I'd really have to think. I've, there's no particular footballers who I think I want to talk to them and ask mm. them something specific. Mm. You don't but have to ask anything. For, for an hour, I'd probably pay a hundred pounds. Okay. You could have them on this show, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Get him to do his on. bit of the set. His what? Is do it, you? It's Ferdinand, isn't it? He's no, it's Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres, sorry. <laughs> um, could get yeah, get Fernando Torres on. Get yeah. Fernando Torres on. Do you, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he's a bit busy with his farm. Yeah. And his fitness at Fernando's, but working at Clarkson's farm half time and yeah. then the call centre. Yeah. And working in football. He's seen Caleb's success from Clarkson's Farm. He's like, I want a bit of that. Caleb doing so well. Yeah. Happy for Caleb. You watch Clarkson's Farm? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. They work blooming hard, farmers, don't they? Yeah, and Clarkson did a really good job of showing it. I think what was good about it is, from my perspective, the show started off as like, let's watch Clarkson trying to do farming and failing. Mm. But then it makes you... Re- then but you realise how also hard he's trying yeah. and still failing. Yeah. Like he's not he's not failing because he's so hopeless. He's failing because the job's so hard. Yeah. And he's just an average man. Yeah. He's not specialised in farming. And also I think it's good that it it had, it had the potential to be a little bit like Louis Theroux in some ways, where he's going observing a community. And it's almost like he's on the outside kind of taking the mick out of them a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't that because he, Clarkson is very much part of that community and it was showing him failing at something and it was showing them taking the mick out of him as much as him taking the mick out of them. I just, he's done such a brilliant job of it. Yeah. It's such a good show. And back to Hot Fuzz we talked about earlier. Yeah. What, Giles. You know, is it Caleb's uncle or something? What, he's in Hot Fuzz? No, but he reminds me of the guy in Hot Fuzz who has all those guns. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> Well, after these ones. He shows up every like every episode, doesn't he? And Carson's just like, what's this? Yeah. But I, it's so funny because those people are across the country. Yeah. Like, we have them all across the country. Mm. And I've got a pub. I, sit, I used to work at a pub before I started at Porter. This guy would come in every week. And he wanted a martini, <coughs> martini with olives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jules just told me what beer to give him. He probably hates it. He's probably just saying, no, not giving him beer. Yeah. <coughs> but honestly, that I, I can't describe to you the level to which that is how he sounds. Yeah. Um, just can't tell. Do you think? Do you think it's the isolation of the farmer, where you're not talking to many people, so therefore perhaps your your language and elocution levels goes down? I think isolation plays a part of it. I think the the brain is such a bizarrely fragile ecosystem. There's this c- 
connection point between uh, what words you want to say and what noises you're making. And if that breaks down, uh, I just, it's, it's so weird. It's such a fragile because they seem they don't just seem they they're completely unaware that they're not saying hmm. that they're not words, making sense. making clear words. Hmm. You can if you really sit there and listen. You listen to it over and over again. You can eventually figure it out. It's like people's bad handwriting. Yeah. It's like they're. So they're, I'm pretty good at deciphering handwriting. I'm terrible. Because obviously, well, within <coughs> my, within my job, um, I have to decipher it. Uh, but then also, <coughs> I'm pretty good at deciphering what people mean when they don't spell correctly. Mm. Like yeah, so so some of the what written, is correct spelling. Well, I suppose the, de- the definition which has been, or the way it's spelled according to the Oxford English Dictionary, isn't it? Mm. But why should they decide how things are spelled? Well, jail is a word like that, isn't it? Because it used to be spelled G-A-O-L, mm-hmm. now it's J-A-I-L. Right. So I do think, on the whole, spelling is, like many other things, like time. Because it's funny, it's I, kind of a bit I of a watched a, concept. A, an interview with someone who writes for the Oxford English Dictionary, and she very much sees herself as someone who is documenting how words are spelled, not setting how they're being spelled. That's interesting. That's how they view themselves as the Oxford English Dictionary. And before a word goes into the Oxford English Dictionary, they have to show that the same word is being used the same way in several locations. So they have to go. Mm. They have things like Hello Magazine on their desk, and they're just reading it, trying to find new words. And then when they find it in Hello Magazine, The Economist, <coughs> on a blog being used in the BBC several different locations that are thoroughly disconnected then they'll just debate whether it's a new word mm. and I think that's so interesting because I think we have a very <coughs> um, well, a, set, a set idea on what's right set idea on what's yeah. right across the country and that this notion that it should be across the country when it, I meet someone from Liverpool they have an entirely different way of talking to me hmm. and I don't go to them that's not the proper way of talking everyone would call me an arsehole hmm. uh, if I did do that Yeah. and yet if I spell a word wrong it doesn't matter that everyone understands what I was trying to get across Yeah. they they really it's like this thing of like everyone wants to beat you with a stick because hmm. we really want all words to be spelt the same way to such a high extent even when there's absurd things like apostrophes serve mm-hmm. no purpose shall we finish this up yeah maybe in a bit yeah uh it's weird that we have spell check though yes because that is obviously saying there is a correct way to be spelling this would you would you ban spelling bees um no i wouldn't ban them and i don't think there's anything wrong with this idea of lining up things with the oxford english dictionary i do think that there are things like medicine and stuff like that that all thoroughly benefit from spelling of words being correct mm-hmm. um, and it's only sort of in life like I'll be texting someone and they'll be correcting me on my spelling it's like you know what I was saying mm-hmm. I think autocorrect doesn't go far enough to uh, to correct what you meant to say mm-hmm. it focuses on correcting your words and often puts in completely the wrong word mm-hmm. it autocorrect would be better if it just flagged up, we don't think you meant to say this. Okay, yeah. Because like I mean, because yeah. the, the brain is amazing in the sense that they say that mm. as long as the first and the last letter are correct, 
you you will work out what it means. Mm. And I've, I've done that. I've read those sentences yeah. or the words are jumbled up. It's clever, isn't it? It's crazy. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I also think our, our language will be more interesting if we move away from this idea that it should be fixed. Mm. Uh, and I think there are things like apostrophes and stuff like that, or you know, two ways of spelling a word. And if we just allow time to do its thing and language to flow, and I see text very much as language, mm-hmm. it's just written, not said. Yeah. Then we'll have a we'll have more interesting conversations over messenger and stuff like that and yeah. because we'll be inviting more people into the discussion that don't currently i feel frustrated when i send a message to someone and their main takeaway from it is, is what, you what is like my misspelling which for me i find quite challenging getting yeah. the spelling right all the time yeah there you go there you go well i think that is the end, end of this month's episode of tikka taka masala Thank you very much again, Ryan, for putting together the scripts. Well, thank you, Harry, for joining me. And also, to those of you who listened and got involved in the poll on Instagram, uh, be sure to head on to our Instagram page and let us know your thoughts on Harry's latest ideas for improving football. And we will see you next month. Real. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bunderbar. Clop, clop. Clop, clop. Bazinga. Hugo.